2: Friday morning. That means it's the Windy City Bulls podcast. Ten games to go. Derek Rose looking great in New York. Let's all become Nick fans for the rest of the season. Go Derek. Go Taj. Go Tibbs. We recorded this on Thursday. Putting it out Friday morning. The Bears draft. will have full reaction coming up on Sunday. I'm just putting out my prediction. Greg Newsom Jr., the second Northwestern University, the cornerback, let him have been the Bears' pick at 20. I do not think the Bears will trade up. I think they'll make their pick at 20. I think they'll talk about how they were really happy about it. And I'm hoping that they draft a quarterback in the later rounds. Jamie Newman, there's one name, Wake Forest, transferred to Georgia, Sat out because of COVID. He was going to be the Bulldogs starting quarterback last year. That's one guy I'd be interested in. Also, Kyle Trask, if you go back a year, a lot of people thought he was a first-round quarterback. Size, touch, all of it. Now he's slipping way back. Want to take a shot at Kyle Trask? Bring in the Gator? I wouldn't hate that. I could see it. Not super exciting, but... Or Davis Mills, Kellen Mond, those are some of the names. I would expect the Bears to end up with one of those four. We shall see. Uh, Baseball-wise, the Cubs are a straight embarrassment right now. And the White Sox, I think we all know, hands down, no question, best team in Chicago right now. I mean, it is, honestly, it's not close. Not close at all. The Windy City Podcast is brought to you by... Danette May and Mindful Health LLC featuring May's top superfood product, Earth Echo Foods line Cocoa Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. They start with 100% organic cocoa beans. They're naturally kissed by the sun. And they've got those health benefits. They blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, black pepper. The perfect blend to make you feel the best you have ever felt. Put in this promo code MINUTE15. You get 15% off. EarthEchoFoods.com forward slash MinuteMedia. EarthEchoFoods.com forward slash Last eight years, they've been a leader in the superfoods market, and they're proud to serve millions of customers. They'll boost the energy, reduce your inflammation. I could use that. It's one simple drink. It's friendly to paleo, gluten-free keto, vegan, vegetarian diets, the whole thing. EarthEchoFoods.com forward slash Minute Media. All right, let's talk some bulls. to Windy City Podcast right now. Showtime. My guy, Billy Donovan, this is not your fault. You, you I mean, you're in there. You haven't been perfect, but we get it. The roster has been flawed and this is a transition and Zach Levine got hurt. This is an amazing comment from, from Billy about, you know, what happens if they don't make the playoffs and it's kind of a lost year. And this is what he said. Uh, These are the experiences we have to go through with a guy like Lowry and a Patrick Williams with a Kobe White. They've got to see some of this stuff. They've got to learn to play under that kind of physical duress and pressure. Even though, Billy Donovan continues, we're trying to get to a place where we're playing when the regular season is over with. We're in these games right now in reality, which is great. And they're fighting for their seating with their playoff spot. So this is really good. Because even though it's not the playoffs, every game feels like that. We are trying to fly up that the battle for the 10th seed, now two games back of the Washington Wizards, this is playoff basketball Chicago <laughs> Bull style. I thought that was I thought that was amazing. Cue the NBA on NBC theme music right now.
1: Bulls, <laughs> peacock going right there. That's I, how you kick us off. That's how you build the drama. That I mean, quote right there. I
2: mean, come on, man. Seriously, don't tell me that Bulls Knicks. That was the first round of the playoffs last night, or whatever. I I get it. We're we're, we're fighting for morsels here. But uh, anybody want to just t- feel free hey, look, these are huge games. These guys are going to learn a lot. I mean, last year, 22 and 41, you didn't have this opportunity. You didn't even get to go to the bubble. This is a major step forward for this franchise. Coach A, you're fired up for this final, the final 10 games here. I think I look at it
3: as he's marrying coach speak with a little bit of truth to it. You know, the coach speak part of it being he's got to answer the question about making the playoffs. So he's got to give you at least some element of, yeah, we're, we're trying to make the playoffs and playoffs is, is where we're going. And he's gotta, he's gotta have some level of coach speak to that. But then the the part truth to it is while, yes, these games are not playoff, they're not playoffs. He's talking about Kobe white, Patrick Williams, and Laurie Markkinen. Those guys haven't played in the playoffs at all. And, because they still technically have a chance to make the playoffs, that these games against the Knicks and the Heat, these are teams that are fighting for playoff positioning, that they're having to play in games that there's a little more urgency to it, a little more physicality, and like you said, to rest from the pressure of trying to win. Whereas games in February and January, March, don't have that as much. Now you are seeing teams play with... Play, play under that duress of some pressure either to make the playoffs or to try and build their seating in it and he's saying that that's a good thing so that's the truth part of it the coach speak is obviously the level of importance and trying to compare it in, in a similar way I don't I don't have a problem with what he said
1: I for one am shocked that you were reading into a post-game presser against the Knicks in late April I am shocked Listen to my core. I'm shook. I guess it's the young I'm definitely kids, not I'm, sh- I'm definitely
3: not shocked though. How why are you shocked? I, that I, the term is uh, you know, fired that's up. That's actually true. Well,
1: it was sarcasm. I am not shocked at all. <laughs>
2: but it's <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, the first
1: okay. the first subject of this entire podcast was I think Laurie talking about Laurie Markkinen's pot, or like pre- post game presser. So I'm not shocked that we're here. But I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Coach here. There is some Coach speak to it, for sure. That's, that's what Billy, he's a player's guy, right? So he's going to focus more on the positivity and the development side of it. Um, and to Coach's point, like, these guys haven't played any sort of playoff-caliber games in the past. It'd be one thing if he said the same thing and this was a roster full of vets that had been there in the past fighting for that 10th and final playoff play-in for the playoff, that'd be one thing. But, I mean, to his point, like, they've never been here before. Even though we don't see chance, championship aspirations, with this current roster, per se, the trajectory is pointing up. So these are, these are important games for their, for their development, more than it is to the right to get smoked by the Nets or the Sixers or
2: whoever it's going to be. Okay, hold on. First of all, you know what just dawned on me? This, is a, dawned on you? this just dawned on me. Jim Boylan would have said this. These are experiences you have to go through, you know, look Laurie sport no, The Bulls would be never being in a spot with, with
1: Jim Boylan right now, so they wouldn't be playing playoff basketball I, games. So I, he wouldn't have been able to say it.
2: <laughs> I w they're how much worse would they be? If Boylan a was, lot. a lot,
1: Coach? A lot, think a of lot. all the games oh. that they could have won earlier just by the usage of fad young alone. Dad Young would be jacking six threes a game if Loyland was still here. He, he, the facilitation that he created and some of the wins that they probably got earlier, I think it's like, it's. I agree that generally speaking, sometimes we can overrate regular season wins with, with coaches, but I think in this case, like, I think there's some, some glaring differences.
2: I'll give Billy Donovan five wins. But Jim Boylan would say that, Colt. He would. Look, we get, we're, we're – this, 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 this he, 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 no, he, he would say spirit time in there clou- like 15 clout- times. Right. Right. Exactly. He
3: would have said that in a completely <laughs> clown style of spirit and punching the clock. And we're, you know, I mean, it would have had all these ridiculous euphemisms that would make no sense to
2: what's really happening. We're building a culture. (laughs) This is great for Lowry. This is great for Patrick. Look at Kobe back in the starting lineup. This is great for him. This is beautiful. Did you guys see the email that I sent you this morning with? uh, Yes, and I knew,
1: I knew you were going to bring that up. I was waiting for it. I was wait. I'm surprised I hadn't seen it yet. I knew that you were going to look into that, coach. It was kind of funny,
2: coach. A, did you see what I sent? Uh, absolutely. It, it, I heard about it too. Uh, okay, so, so for... it's one of two things. It's
3: one of two things. Wait, but Either let, one. Yes. Let me just tell you. One, Kurnisavas just has a relationship with Saderanski and Vucevic and wanted to say something to him. Two, it's absolutely what you think it was. <laughs> he was he was dissing so, so it's not out of the realm of possibility he was dissing him.
2: So first of all, since I haven't been to the United Center, I didn't know that Karnishevis hangs in the tunnel. I don't know how often he does this, but in this particular video, Bulls fans, you probably have seen this, but the and the Bulls put this out from their own Twitter. He's standing yeah. in he's standing in the tunnel and he's high-fiving everybody coming off and he's he's giving Archie Diakono the the, the, the dap, the whole thing. And then here comes Saturansky. And Mark, and not Mark, and Sadoransky and, and Vooch, and he gives him the double dap, and he's so excited. The next guy in line coming off was, was Market and he acted like he didn't even exist, which, which, which was like, okay, I mean... I I It reminded you
1: of yourself in high school a little bit, didn't it? It struck struck you to the core.
2: Myself in high school, myself in radio, myself everywhere, myself with (laughs) girls. Like, that was it. Like, all right, these are the guys. You're not the guy. And your future could not have been underlined any more clearly right there. That's Lowry. It's over. Which is partly why, you know, in Billy's quote, experience this guy like like Lowry. Guy like Lowry? Lowry ain't going to be here. At least I don't think he's going to be here, Right.
3: Well, I can see I can see Lowry still being here now. Can you? I don't I don't think yeah, I don't think it's out of I don't think it's out of the total realm of possibility because he's skilled and I think that Carnishwis likes skill and you need shooting around you need shooting in today's game. So he's knocked his price down. It really just depends on what's Lowry Marketing gonna gonna get, you know, at this stage of the game. Yeah. What if Lowry is worth six to eight million dollars? You want you wouldn't pay Six to eight million dollars for Lowry right now. So that, yeah, does he take the qualifying offer at this point?
2: Right. And also, if he does get some deal that the Bulls think is of fair value that they can trade down the line, do you match whatever offer he gets, bring him back just so you have him as a trade piece with a contract that you think is reasonable and you'll be able to move? You might want to do that. Is anybody going to really overpay for Lowry? I wouldn't think so. So I guess maybe it's not over. To your guys' point,
1: I'd be surprised, but this is the NBA, and I feel like every off season, just with the TV deal and the random spikes in the cap. I know it's a little bit different, maybe now post COVID, but you, you, there's like every year you're like, oh, how that guy get that much? Didn't like was it? Burton's got twenty two mil, something like that, twenty mil. And it feels like there's always something or somewhere like how did that guy get that so I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility that somebody pays up for 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 Lowry because of what he can do in flashes the reason why I always make that comparison is because I don't think they're that different of players both stretch fours can shoot Lowry's probably a little bit more athletic but
2: Davis Bertans go ahead coach
3: can I spin can I spin this a different way so my my nephew hated Zach Levine for years. I mean, he really hated Zach Levine for years, and now he's on the Zach Levine train. His new basketball player to trash is Kobe White. He is... That's his, that's, that's his, that's his new hate, is Kobe White. So, let's, let's, let's have a talk about Kobe White. Do we, do we still... Do you think people that kind of jumped off the Kobe White bandwagon and went to the Kobe White is trash... Are they feeling better about Kobe White now, or is Kobe White going to have to do what Zach Levine did to get back into the good graces of Bulls fans?
2: For the record, Davis Berton's got a five-year, $80 million contract. Ah, uh, 16. I wasn't 20.
1: But that's still a lot for a guy that's came off the bench for his, you that, know. I mean, that would be a lot for marketing, right?
2: That's a ton. That's a terrible—69 I 69 of that was guaranteed. I mean, listen, Kobe White— I had my moment where I kind of freaked out on Kobe White a couple weeks ago. I don't hate Kobe White on my basketball team, but I think we—I am getting to the point where he's really your third guard off the bench. I think that's what he's going to be, and that's fine. There's there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I don't see him as bona fide starting point guard down the line. Kobe White. That's that's kind of where I'm with Kobe. I have no problem with hanging him with him hanging around, and you know eventually getting some decent coin to come off the pine and, and play 28 to 32 minutes a night. I have no problem with that. The the guy works hard. He can shoot it. I think his point guard skills will get better as time goes on. He's not the ideal guy you want running your team, right? I mean, am, am I missing anything here? Thursday
1: morning, April 29th, the time where I'm in full congruency with Mark Carmen. Everything you said <laughs> – was exactly how I feel about it, too. So we're in full-on agreement. I think people just need to temper their expectations. Like, I don't understand the extreme opinions on Kobe White one way or the other. You can't say he's trash. Like, I think clearly he's got a place in the NBA. Maybe he's just not the point guard that everyone wants him to be, but it doesn't mean he's not a good basketball player, nor does it mean he's not going to have a good NBA career. I think it might settle into more of that score off the bench, and he could be an excellent one of those um, if the time comes. Or he could be a starter if they have a facilitating off-guard one of these times or whatever the case may be, but I I think it's just tempering
2: expectations. I want to move over to Daniel Tice. Tice, Tice, baby. Love you, Stacey King. Tice is nice. Tice is so He's just so good at it. He had 23-12 and in the Bulls win over Miami earlier in the week. We're recording on Thursday morning, by the way. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Windy City Podcast. Are we bringing Daniel Tice back, going over the cap to do it? They have his bird rights. For those who don't know what that is, that means you can go over the cap to bring a player back. The Bulls can do that with Tice. He's fitting well with Vooch. He's 29. He's in this Vooch window. He can guard. The Bulls need somebody like that. He can board. He can shoot it a little bit. I think we're all in agreement that we like Daniel Tice overall as a player, but overpaying for him is another thing. Coach A, you want Daniel Tice back? Yes. You
3: do. I think Daniel Tice would be, yes. I think Daniel Tice would be back, but I don't think you can have Daniel Tice and Lowry marketing back. So if you're going with those two players, you're going to have to make, make a choice between the two of them. So then again, I think it comes down so much to how much they're going to, they're going to cost. What's, what's the cost of each player. Certainly the bulls can retain Tice by going over to cap, but you still don't want to pay an exorbitant amount that would make it hard to trade him. If he doesn't work out in the way that you want, you know, they have three players. They have Thaddeus young, they have Lowry Marketing and they have Daniel Tice. So the Bulls have to make that decision of, all right, who who is pairing with Vucevic and which player do you want coming off the bench? Between those three players, You that's where you have to go with them. Which one of those players do you think fits best with Vucevic and which one of those players off the bench can make a big difference for your team? Uh, with Larry Markkinen, unless you're going to turn him into a small forward completely, like I said, I think you have to make that decision as to which one of those two players that you want. So I think if we were choosing between the two, wouldn't you choose Daniel Tice over Markkinen?
1: Yes, I would. Love Tice. And I definitely would. My My only... I don't say issue or caveat is like, I mean, yeah, with no other context, yes, let's bring back Daniel Tice. But does it cost you a free agent point guard, too? Like, does it cost you Lonzo Ball to bring back Daniel Tice? In that case, given the fact that Booch is your center for the immediate future and somewhat long term, that's where you have to figure that out. And Tice is valuable to a contender. Like, if I'm a contending basketball team, that needs some rim protection and, t- and toughness, he, I, that's he's a prime target for me. So do you have to overpay for him, even on a short-term deal? I just think he provides so much, not only like statistically, but just even intangible side, which I think is important in the playoffs. And I just... I don't know. I don't know what their cap situation is going to be. I like Tyson over for marketing for sure, but you still have to weave in Thad Young. They play Patrick Williams at the four sometime too. So their, their, their strength clearly outside of Zach Levine is in the front court. So it's just figuring out what fits, but he's just been an awesome addition to the team. I love watching
2: that dude. Okay. So for, for first of all, you trade Thaddeus Young. You're not winning in the Thad Young window. You can barely play him 20 minutes a night. You're doing him a favor, too, by the way. Thad Young deserves to be on a team next year who has a chance to actually do something. Whatever the Bulls are going to be able to do is not going to be there. So I think you clear some space by trading Thad. You let Marken and go. And then hopefully you can sign your point guard Maybe you make an offer to your guy Lonzo Ball. He says yes, and then you bring back Tice on the bird rights. You're over the cap. You have no flexibility. What are you? That's the problem with this whole thing. And Vooch, 31 in October. The Bulls not making the playoffs this year. Not that they were going to have some deep run, but honestly, it sucks. You didn't have that large of a window with Vooch to get these guys' playoff experience this year it would have been nice, especially, you know, that you're giving up draft picks, right? So I well, actually... Well, they're getting playoff experience. You just heard it from of Right, Bonavent. right, there right. playoff right, experience right now
1: against our Knicks. We're a Knicks podcast now. We're a big Knicks team.
2: Right. Listen, they got the Bucks at home on Friday. Then, then, then they're in Atlanta. That's a huge playoff game. Then they got Philly. That's a playoff game. The Hornets are uh, they're in the playoffs. That's a playoff game. Yeah. Boston, the only non-playoff game really here is Detroit. I mean, you got to see the, yeah, the Brooklyn twice. They're not making the it. The only
3: way they're making it they're only making it if like Charlotte totally falls into the toilet yeah. here. Or Charlotte or Indiana. Charlotte or Indiana falls into the toilet and the Bulls yeah. somehow eke out a four and six or five and five record here over the course of these ten games. But they're not the Wizards the Wizards are gonna the Wizards schedule is easier and they're playing good basketball. They have two you know, Zach Levine and Bustevich were all stars in the first half of the season. Well, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are all stars right now. So that's the unfortunate thing because Carm, you're right. I think when the Bulls made this trade, they thought for sure that they were gonna at least make the play in and have a pretty exciting end to the season for for them and something to build on. So there there's no doubt there's a tremendous amount of disappointment and there should be from Bulls fans for not getting into into this game because we did give up a first round draft pick. If that doesn't turn into a lottery pick and turns into Orlando's pick. Yeah. People are going to be pretty disappointed about that. So I I totally agree. I think the, the one area though, to maybe not be as harsh on the bulls, as far as that goes is you look at how long it took Beal and Westbrook to play together. There's going to be some of that with Lucevich and Levine. Mm -hmm. And, we just end up with our two players having to figure this thing out in the middle of the season. And then you have Levine come down with the COVID protocol stuff. And it's just too bad that it it hurt the team. The thing that you guys talked about earlier though, where I think one area that Bulls fans have to be more demanding on is that these draft picks do better. You know, saying Kobe white is going to be the third guard off the bench. Like I do have a problem with that. If that's what Kobe white is, Great for Kobe, terrible for the Bulls, because the Bulls didn't draft him to be the third guard off the bench. They drafted him to be Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, players that you're going to build with and win with at the guard position, and so that you can go and find other players that you say, all right, here's another starter that's going to help us win. The player like Kobe White, you want to draft that player at 22, you know, or 16 that's yeah. going to, you know, eventually be a good off-the-bench player. Uh, so I think that would be terrible if, Kobe can't make the strides. If he's the third guard off the bench, I hope that's because we have two great guards in front of him, not because, well, he can only be your third best guard. And, you know, so that you look at Patrick Williams. You have to be a little disappointed in Patrick Williams now as compared to where you thought of him before the All-Star break. He's just not offensively aggressive enough, and I don't see an improvement in that part of his game. So that doesn't mean he's a rookie. I'm not going to kill him about it, but I do worry. The one area I worry about Patrick Williams, we've talked about how high we are on him, and he's going to be a solid NBA player. But the area that I'm a little concerned about as compared to the player I've always compared him to, Jalen Brown, he doesn't have that, that energy on offense that I would like to see. You know, there are times where a shot goes up, And you just kind of see Patrick Williams just kind of jogging back, and it's a long rebound. He's so athletic and quick. Why isn't he going for that? You know, why is he not more aggressive trying to attack the basket here or there, make some mistakes? So those are things that, you know, he's got got a lot of work to do as well. Remember, he's a number four pick, and I got high expectations. I don't want that number four pick just to be, all right, he's a nice rotational player. No, I want him to be a stud. I want him to be a player that you rely on to win games.
2: I totally agree. You There's way too many games where you watch basically every game at this point. Is he on the court or is he not on the court? Because I don't notice you on the court, and that ain't great. Like, maybe I'll see you one time early in the game, pick up some slack, step into a 17-foot jumper, and make it, which he did last night against the Knicks, I think, for their first points of the game. But, like, you're just – you disappear, man. And for somebody, yeah. someone that size and that talent – well – should be that talented, who can throw down like he can. You you wouldn't think you'd you, – just energy plays on the court, you'd see him more.
0: Exactly.
1: So I'm going to – and you know I'm, I'm all Patrick Williams apologist here, so just prepping you for that. But I saw a stat – actually to quantify this, there was a, a stat that came out that's going back something like 35 years, and out of usage, a usage rate – meaning like involvement, getting touches, partially it's part of his fault. The player that has the rookies that have had the worst or lowest usage in the last five year or last 35 years, Patrick Williams among all rookies ranks in the bottom 10 Wow. of that. So meaning that, yes, he's not involved, but also there's, they don't, the Bulls need to do a better job of getting him involved though too, I think like they, and I thought he maybe would get there with Levine out, but he hasn't been. So to, to coach's point, like he's got to ins- assert himself into that. But I do think overall that they, and there were some solid players on that list, like the, of the top 10, most of them were defensive minded players. I think Chris Dunn actually was on that, that bottom 10 as well. But I, I think there's just so much more potential from him offensively. And that usage rate should just not be that low.
2: I gotta tell you, and by the way, one of our fine Dewindy City podcast listeners texting me right now about Anthony Rizzo's relief performance last night, Beato. You should appreciate that. Our, our doc, <laughs> so good, Doctor Funk is is weighing in here. Is his usage going to be better at the four, Beto, You you know you've wanted Patrick Williams at the four in today's NBA for you know all season long. He gets less. Yeah. Ma- he gets for this l- roster for sure. Yes, yeah. I, I'm not saying he's a,
1: a for sure four, but. I, I think that there is a space for him there, but also at the um depending on who who the roster has indicates, I guess. So I'd rather end with a three than marketing, I'll tell you that much.
2: When Lowry Marketing plays this year, their record I saw this fifteen and twenty-six. Without him, eleven and nine. Now there's a lot of mitigating factors that go into this, but that is a significant difference right there. Bulls with Vooch and Zach on the court, three and seven. Bulls without Levine overall this season, current stretch four and four, overall four and five, which is 500 basketball. Basically, they are not a 500 basketball team right now. Of those stats, what do we take away the most that's actually, yep, that makes complete sense and it's a, it's a real thing. I'm, I'm guessing we're going marketing, but I do think 11
3: it's – 11-9. The 11-9 without marketing <laughs> is the most important stat of all of those for sure because yeah. you take out the 15 and 26, but the fact that the Bulls could play that well without him, I think says a lot about his impact on the game.
2: Nothing to add. I agree. I'm just thinking how this relates. Carm, when you're not around, they're better. The podcast without you, (laughs) better. The woman that you used to date, not with you, better. Has so much happier. Has just a a nice, solid home life and is just, uh, you know, has moved forward. Everything is better without you. (laughs) Alternate
1: universe. If Carm's not here, there's no pandemic. There's <laughs> right. no COVID. Right. right.
3: <laughs> and if people are, people are wondering, like, the difference between that and, let's say, Levine, because they're four and five without Levine. The five games they have lost without Levine, they've been absolutely, like, destroyed. They've been demolished. Yeah. It's not, so they've gotten – yeah, they, they got a couple close wins. Give them credit for what they did. You know who I'm going to give credit to those wins – for anyway, you know it goes to Garrett Temple. Garrett <laughs> Temple gets the for all those wins, so you guys understand that Zach Levine and Boots didn't play with with Garrett Temple. I think if they had played with Garrett Temple, they would have gone six and six and four instead of three and seven. So there's my there's my. I'm sorry, but I'm Garrett Temple guy. They needed Garrett Temple to defend out there, and. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that stand on that, but Laurie marketing no, we could replace him.
1: I got to tell it's you, somebody else. coach it, has got Garrett Temple starting on the 96 team. Not, I don't I'm not sure he's wrong. I,
2: <laughs> he's, he's Ron Harper. I got I got to tell you coach. Cause, um, this is a great way to end the podcast today. I was, I'm pulling up Garrett Temple's game log and I put in Garrett. I got Miles Garrett of the Browns, Amir Garrett of the Reds, Garrett Cooper of the Miami Marlins who no one has heard of except for the Cooper family, Garrett Crochet of the White Sox, Haskell Garrett of the Ohio State Buckeyes, no idea who that is, and and I got to go all the way to space and then put in the T, and there he is, Garrett Temple. That's why we
1: love him. (laughs) He's, Everyone sleeps
2: on him. That's why we love him. There's no no blink for my guy Garrett Temple. Your guy Garrett Temple, who um, had 12 points last night, coach. He was five for six.
3: I'm bringing him to play hard hoops. I'm bringing him play hard hoops summer camp. Yeah. Garrett Temple, if you're listening to the podcast, play hard hoops summer camp. Let's go. I need a bull player.
2: Why did Garrett Temple only get in six games in the month of March? That is a blatant disregard of Garrett Temple. Was he hurt? He must yeah, have been hurt. Yeah, okay, he was hurt. Sorry, forgot about that. I don't know how I forgot about that. Garrett's and that's helped. why they stunk. That's why they stunk. That's true. He them. I remember you saying that, Coach. Now I remember that was the reason. I clearly while well, he's back and uh, yeah, they still kind of stink. Well, they kind of stink, but they, they're winning some games. <laughs> All right, let's just get a prediction here. They're 20, What are they? Twenty-six and thirty-six. Right, right. Ten games left. How many do they win? Three. That's what I was thinking. Three feels about right, right? I don't care. I'm on to the Knicks. Go Knicks. <laughs> go Knicks. Go Tibbs. Go Rose. Go Taj. I'm all in. I mean, the Knicks just crushed the Bulls, and, and Rose shoots two for 11. Whoever knocked him down last night, I was worried he was dead. But he got back up. Did,
1: yeah, You know, yesterday was the
2: anniversary, too. It was well, Yeah, yesterday. That so would have been oh, bad. God, that was so bad.
3: Was uh, all right. I'm going four or five. Four, four or five. Four or I think five. They win, I think they went four. And the fifth one they might win because Brooklyn doesn't play on the last game of the year and says, uh, right, we don't need to win.
2: <laughs> we got all. <laughs> so
3: that's that's where I'm at.
2: Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philly, Charlotte, Boston, Detroit, Brooklyn, Toronto, Brooklyn, and one more time with Milwaukee. I'm gonna go with two. I think they win two games. Gentlemen, it's been a slice of life. Go next. <laughs>
0: Rose has been prolific off the pitch.
2: Rose spins, flips it up and in. Derrick Rose with his first shot. Rose had 19 the previous game.
0: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience.
2: Rose keeps his head up, eyes wide open. Found Barrett inside. And the finish. Another beautiful pass. Barrett acknowledges the assist. Guarded by Craig. Craig's a good defender. Double team feeds inside, and Taj Gibson able to finish. Derrick Rose with three gorgeous assists.
3: I got a lot of uh, a lot of skill, so I just kept driving the ball, seeing if they was gonna foul me, get to the line, get touches, and um, tonight it was going for me. looking, finds Rose, Rose trying to get open, fires away,
0: bang, it's over, the Bulls win at the buzzer.